This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Jesus Christ. Stretching it out this week. Uh-huh. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. hello. E. And we got two special guests. Say hello, Brian, and say hello, Wade. Hey. Hey. <laughs> special. Oh. I mean that in the, you know, the derogatory term. Um, Wade has his angry face on. <laughs> Always. Uh, Mel Brooks angries me up. I'm sorry. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about Blazing Saddles. Scott, take it away. All right. As Jeff said, Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Always a toss-up for me between which one I like more, uh, this or Young Frankenstein. Overall, I think Blazing Saddles is the funnier movie. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that or uh, Mel Brooks's entire catalog. I celebrate his entire catalog. <laughs> I still say it, this is uh, his best film, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I agree. The other ones come close, but... It's I mean, between th- this and History of the World for me. Which part? <laughs> part one. Uh, yeah. I think I like History of the World part one more, but I think only because that was the first Mel Brooks movie I saw. So... Yeah, I, I think... You've never seen anything like that before, so it sticks with you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think this one is still the edgiest of his movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Far. Um, and, it, and it is kind of sad that it still has kind of a relevant uh, social message. Um, yeah. Baked into the whole spoof and the dissecting the whole Western movie genre and kind of taking other pokes at Hollywood. But yeah, it, incredibly funny. Lots of memorable scenes. And, and we... Start off by talking about how edgy it is. There's there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of n words dropped in this movie, uh, amongst other things, um, some racist jokes. Uh, but at the time, the the raciest thing was actually the campfire scene. Right. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> out, out of all <laughs> pretty the, weird. Yeah, out of all the uh, the various jo- jokes that you know black people and white people, the thing that got people the most upset was a bunch of farts. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is how Mel Brooks was able to push the envelope, uh, not not with the the racial humor, but with the with a bunch of dudes sitting around eating beans and ripping <laughs> for five minutes. I think you boys have had enough. <laughs> that scene, apparently, my father told me it almost killed him. He was in the movie theater and he was and he was like he had a coke and he was like he had some ice in his mouth and people farting all of a sudden was so hilarious to him at the time <laughs> that he choked on ice and almost asphyxiated. <laughs> so it was, Holy crap. it was so funny it almost killed my father. It almost prevented me from existing. <laughs> you know, the scary part about that is no one would have ever known how he choked. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. They didn't have the forensics teams that we have today. You but can't with dust a, with, for ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with all the CSIs. But yeah, was, I, in the... Uh, edited version they i think they replaced it with burps like that's somehow better <laughs> i think they just kind of skip over it i think do they yeah or something weird yeah they do some sort of really weird censorship thing to it it's or just kind of 
Yeah. In, in certain versions, they just take the fart noises out. And you just yeah. see a bunch of people standing up and sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, it is. It's just it's just quiet. That's got to be, be funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Even there's that one dude that stands up and starts shaking his leg. <laughs> but actually there are even with the sound, with the full sound and everything there's a couple of guys that just stand up at the wrong time and there's no fart sound like timed to, to them standing up so that's how many fart noises there were sometimes they forgot to add some that's a lot of farts that's a lot of farts and it's still funny yeah. Yeah, there wasn't enough Foley artists uh do the hand noises. Um, so, so yeah, lot, lots of edgy humor. Some some incredibly quotable lines. Uh, the I know a lot of people's favorite line is the uh, just jumping in here to the the racist part of the, the humor. Uh, the old woman. <laughs> you know. Um, so, uh, well, what, what did she say, Scott? Yeah, what'd she say? She says. Up yours, N-word. Yeah. Are we N-wording uh, this podcast? Is that you know? Mean? I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's that's the one line where we can get away with saying it. No, uh, but yeah, <laughs> probably not. I know. I know. Chris Rock has done a whole bit about when white people can actually say it. Does Does he allow us to? Do we have his permission? There, there's There's like if if it's like Christmas Eve and you get mugged by a black person between oh. the hours of like. Like midnight and one in the morning, then you can say it. <laughs> but uh, any time before that, yeah, not so much. But, so, so the whole premise of the movie uh, is that it's the Wild West and typical Western fashion. There's the it's not he's not really a, a baron of any sort. He's just rich. Uh, well, he's a corrupt city official or yeah, state corrupt, official. Yeah, Hedley. Uh, Hedley Lamar. Um, you mean played, Eddie? <laughs> Roger, <laughs> played by uh, Harvey Corman, was a longtime cast member in a lot of Mel Brooks's stuff. But he wants to take over the town of Rockridge to make the railroad go through there and make all kinds of money. So he starts hatching all these schemes, um, and in the process of making his railroad, uh, there's the the main character Bart, uh, played by Cleavon Little. Who is working on the railroad, um, and he, he and his uh, fellow um, African American peoples are being treated horribly by the by the white super redneck. Don't forget African the Orientals and Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't Chinese. forget the Orientals <laughs> and the Irish. I, no, I'll get to that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my second favorite part of the movie. That's my yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite parts. Uh, but uh, so you know, he's treated horribly, and he. You know, he winds up fighting back after uh, a funny scene about. Uh... Is there a funny scene here? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. They're they're camp town lady. And they they're in the <laughs> track and they're they're stuck in quicksand. And they say they save the cart instead of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Almost lost a four hundred dollar handcart. Yeah. So yeah, Bart and his friend get stuck on this handcart on the railroad. In and, quicksand. Uh, quicksand. And they choose to save the card over them. Yeah. I think it's pretty, uh, I don't know, strange that they would build train tracks that go into quicksand in the first place. What's quicksand doing in the desert in the first place? you got to wonder. <laughs> well, that's true. How is there enough water for quicksand in the exactly. desert? Yeah. 
Clearly, Mel Brooks didn't do his research. <laughs> yeah, so, so Scott, part... you skipped over. You skipped over one of my favorite parts, though, at the beginning with the Orient, the <laughs> Alex and Orientals. Now I'm saying it. <laughs> um, the Chinese, when the guy is just. He's building the railroad, and he just falls over, like, pretty much dies. And the guy just goes, dock that. Dock that, dock that chink a day's pay for napping on the job. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Played, played wonderfully by uh, Slim Pickens. Mm-hmm. That wasn't <laughs> Slim Pickens that said that, though. Oh, was it? Uh, no, that was his uh, right-hand man guy. Okay. The squinty he's also, Yeah, he's perfect in that role. <laughs> I think he was like a, also like a Western movie veteran, so he was playing like the exact same roles he would normally play, but saying ridiculous things. He's in Back to the Future Three. Is he? Yeah, he's the the guy at the shooting, the portable shooting he gallery. Is. Oh that's... yeah, that's right. <laughs> nah, I just told you a baby can. Hey, I'm no baby. We'll go in and try. Let's <laughs> pull Alex. Mm-hmm. So Bart is angry. He winds up taking a shovel. <laughs> to the, uh, the head, uh, <laughs> just Lou Pickens this I, time. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what you'd call them in the in the West. Like, I don't know that you necessarily call them goons. Yeah, they're Hench- goons. He- henchmen. Henchmen. Yeah. Hired goons. Yeah, uh, the the head henchman, uh, Slim Pickens, and he's forced to go on the on the run. They catch him, and he's all set to be hung. <laughs> Tell the boss I said clang. Ow. <laughs> I said ow. Got it. <laughs> and, I couldn't possibly fit him until Wednesday. <laughs> I'm book solid. <laughs> that that character came back in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Where it was but, actually yeah. more appropriate. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, no noose is good noose. <laughs> yeah, they th- throughout the movie they mostly keep it into the the western genre, except for the, the ending, which we'll we'll definitely get into. But uh, every once in a while they'll, they'll throw they'll throw something out there that you know obviously doesn't belong. Uh, I think they kind of they do that a lot throughout they, the movie. They do it a lot, but it's there's a lot of little throwaway things. There's, like, yeah, there's several there's several gags, but for the most part, it takes place in the like on the western like level of technology and. Yeah, I mean, it takes place in the West, but they're constantly making little winks, you know, little side references to modern stuff. I don't know. Well, some, you know, some of it kind of falls short now, or falls flat now, I should say. Like he, but that That's hilarious. But the, uh, like, he, he mentions Jesse Owens, and now, yeah. Jesse yeah. Owens, <laughs> yeah. Jesse yeah. Owens. Uh, that's, kind of, that's a little dated. Um, uh, there's a lot of dated references, but it's still funny. Uh, no, eh. Most of them are funny, yeah. That that one kind of so it gets a little old. the uh, what in the wide wide world of sports, world of sports is, is yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. No, it's still it's still hilarious, but it, it, you know, it's something that doesn't exist now. It's yeah. hilarious. Slim tickets. <laughs> Dancing around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's so inappropriate. Yeah, back then, did Kansas City have a lot of faggots? I can't. Yeah. It's, it's all of these yeah, I have no idea. Don't know about. <laughs> like wow. <laughs> it was, oh it was, man. Yeah. I'll be dead in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Missouri. <laughs> yeah. 
Good old Abe Simpson. Yeah, so a couple of the other uh, throwaway gags, like we're talking about, the, the whole Bugs Bunny thing where he invents the, the candy <laughs> gram. Candy yeah. gram. Yeah. The bitch was candy inventing gram. the candy gram. Candy gram from Mongo. <laughs> uh, that was... Now, have you seen the extended version of the of the movie? Um, on cable sometimes where he does like it's like five different things he does to Mongo and then the candy grab is the last one yeah. which is why he like says oh the bitch was doing the candy gram like that's the only thing you did but in the original version there's like four of the things where he like throws them in a well and there's a bunch of other little random things that they cut out of the of the theatrical <laughs> version apparently but they stuck back in for the for the uh, for the cable version mm. I have the DVD and I don't even yeah, I didn't, you didn't give you that. Hmm. Well, maybe it's special features. They're not. They're not that good. Yeah, it was, probably wasn't a cut for time. Just a cut. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> pushing the joke. Which, that, that's what it usually is when you get the extra scenes. Like, great, the mediocre scenes that didn't quite, didn't quite good enough. Yeah, they're usually pretty bad. Yeah. So, uh, Harvey Corman and Mel Brooks is William J. Lepetamine. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Hello, boys. I've missed you. Gov. Gov. Yeah, yeah. Gov. That's awesome. Is that whole scene where the, his – when he's doing, conducting his business, it's like some of like the mo- like the laughs per second of that scene is just so high. Every other word in that thing is just uh, – I love it. Please, gentlemen, rest your sphincters. <laughs> I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Give the governor a harumph! Harumph! You watch your ass. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about Mel Brooks a little. He hasn't... In all the, all his movies, he looks exactly the same. Like, the guy had never aged. Now he's looking a little old, but... In all his movies, to me, he looks exactly the same. Yeah, all the way back from the uh, silent movie... The Spaceballs. Like, all the way through... Uh, you can't really see Dracula... Dead and loving it. <laughs> yeah, he looks the same. He does. It's that Jew blood. Yeah. <laughs> we start out looking forty, and then we just kind of age like one year every five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we're all vampires, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> so yeah, Mel Mel Brooks, you know. He, he always gives himself a role, and it always works well because it's usually pretty small. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't, doesn't overplay the governor because uh, it's not really his story. Um, and then he has the the cameo later on as the Indian chief. Right. <laughs> Speaking Yiddish yeah. instead of his... <laughs> gay. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Darker than we are. <laughs> Schwarzes, <laughs> which is apparently not a very polite way to say black people in, in Yiddish. Schwarzes, but it sounds so innocent. Cause... It just actually literally just means black in in you know Hebrew slash German, but uh, it's yeah it's used the way it's used is not very polite. Mm. So there's your Yiddish lesson. Oh, and the um, the uh, headdress that he's wearing as the Indian chief. Has a spoonerism it, in Hebrew. It says "posher for Kassoff, which is uh, or I can't even pronounce it. It's uh, basically it's the letters transposed for kosher for Pesach, which is something you would find in like foods to buy for Passover. It's just some <laughs> similar little like stupid 
throwaway Yiddish phrase that Jewish people would recognize. <laughs> so it was like a Jewish joke within a Jewish joke for the so, five people in the audience who were Jewish. So, so what, what you're saying is this, this just proves the whole gay Jewish liberal Hollywood conspiracy. Well, you know, I, you joke, but um, a lot of people have argued that this that that scene in particular and some of the other scenes um, are kind of arguing about a kinship for the various, you know, minority races and peoples in America, how you've got this black family kind of at the mercy of this somewhat Jewish, somewhat Indian guy. And they kind of see they have a little bit of a bonding moment and they and they part they part as friends, you know, they part peacefully. And that was kind of like, you know, and Mel Brooks is Jewish guy doing this story about about black people in cinema and how that was kind of his kind of ode to the downtrodden, all of the downtrodden in, uh, in, in the American in the American experience. Yeah, I can kind of see where you're going with that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the Asian people and then our favorite line, which I'm just going to jump into, the, the, the we don't want the Irish <laughs> Okay, we'll take the blacks and the Chinese, yeah. but we don't, we don't want, want, want the Irish. The Irish. Now, Scott, <laughs> Scott, of course, Scott cleaned it up a little bit, but they actually yeah. use the race, which yeah. I find weird yeah. that yeah. he uses the racist terms for the uh, Chinese and the black people, but he, he doesn't call the Irish mix, he just calls them the Irish. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. What, is, what does he say <laughs> Oh, prairie shit. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, prairie shit. <laughs> when, and you never actually see the Irish in the group, so with, with the Asians and the black people, there are no yeah, actual yeah, Irish yeah, actors. Try to stereotype the, the Irish there. Yeah, you get, you get the super see. stereotype Germans later on. Um, yeah. Obviously, the stereotype. <laughs> you mean the ones that are all camped around the fire? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've all got little Kaiser helmets on. Yeah, <laughs> World War One era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bismarck. Yeah. So uh, back back to the story. Bart um, is about to be about to be hanged when uh, Hedley Lamar has a, has a plan to send him to Rockridge as the that's Hedley black, as the as the black sheriff in order to make everybody leave and. Uh, story just kind of goes on from there. He, he goes into town, and the rest of the movie is pretty much him convincing the town that he can be a sheriff even though he is black. And everybody starts off super racist. <laughs> uh, he has to... He almost gets lynched when he gets to town, if not for him taking himself hostage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baby, you are so good. And they are so, so dumb. dumb. <laughs> I like that scene because, you know, that's it kind of like subverts the the conventions of the Western, how, you know, they've got the whole introduction scene of Rockridge and all this peaceful, happy, goody two shoes people. And all of a sudden, one black guy comes into town and everybody's got a gun. Everybody's this badass (laughs) who's ready to just kill at a moment's notice. Suddenly, the helpless townsfolk are just armed to the teeth when one black guy walks into town. (laughs) So so he manages to extricate himself from the getting lynched and he goes over to the, the sheriff's office uh, and that's where we're introduced to <coughs> the Waco Kid played by the great Gene Wilder uh, and he has a great line <laughs> yeah he's telling the story about about why he's drinking and why he's there right. and the little kid popped out 
and shot me in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about his shooting hand. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a visual gag, folks, so yeah. go watch the movie right now. Yeah. We'll wait. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> and he, and he kind of plays the... Just kind, of, just kind of balance out how horrible all the white people are in this film. <laughs> yeah, the one, the one good white guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the good one, the one good yeah. one. <laughs> um, which in itself is uh, inverting a trope, of, you know, the right. racist yeah. stereotype. Yeah, he's the the, the, the kind of Western stereotypical harrowed gunman, gunslinger. He yeah, has the fastest hand in the West, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking chess piece. Put your hands on oh, both yeah. sides of that chess piece. And now you try to close your hands before I can get it. Yeah. Ready? Go. <laughs> and they're missing. Yeah. It's like, look in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you really are the kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the cuts that they do to make his hands look fast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> we talk about the racy stuff that made it in despite. Yeah, the farting joke being the raciest. The the one line where you, where Black Bart says, "So what what do you like to do for fun?" And Waco Kid says, "Uh, play chess, screw." And then Black Bart says, "Uh, well, let's play chess." <laughs> <laughs> Gold. So so from there, uh, again, uh, Bart has to earn the trust of the the town, and. Uh, at the same time, Hede is enacting his plan to take over Rockridge until eventually there's the climax where they, they duke it out. Um, in between, there's you know, a lot of layer stuff. Uh, one of the secret weapons in this movie is Madeline Khan. Oh, yeah. uh, perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe not so secret, but... Khan! Uh, her... Khan? Her, her turn is Lily von Stupp. The... <laughs> What was it, the Teutonic Titwillow? Yeah, <laughs> Man, that's a name right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, I, th- I think that's the scene that I laugh the, hard at, the hardest at every time when she's doing her dance number. Yeah. And she gets to the part in the middle. Yeah. It's not, really, not really supposed to be doing anything. She just, just starts kind of humming. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. Her voice is so yeah. annoying. <laughs> uh, just kind of like, slumps down. <laughs> <laughs> then there's that one terrible acting random cowboy. Oh, Miss Lily. Oh, Miss Lily. I'm going to get her. Oh, Miss Lily. Yeah. Kicked in the balls. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, so, okay. Bart's uh, there to, to watch her. She's been sent there as a trap by Headley to, to let her use her feminine wiles to get him Headley. to, to do, do what uh, he wants. Um, and it turns out that Madeline Kahn, uh, Lily von Stupp falls for Bart. Um, in one of the that's my limits on Schnitzen Gruber, baby. One of the most famous <laughs> scenes for the movie. Uh, for <laughs> just that whole scene with with her and him in the, her dressing room, yeah. starting with the "Let me slip into something more comfortable." Yeah. <laughs> and she, she does this like I she bats her eyelashes and she goes behind the state the little screen she has. She comes back. She's basically wearing like a Playboy bunny outfit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like way. Way more intricate than what she had on. Yeah. Ah, I am whiff-weshed. Yeah. Bart comes in with the rose. Oh, a red rose. 
How romantic. Because <laughs> yeah. earlier, Hetty came in with a full bouquet, and she's, uh, she says, oh, how ordinary. Yeah. And throws him away. <laughs> Sometimes, the way she pats her eyelashes at him yeah. uh, cracks me up. Uh, so Lily Von up two things. I don't know if you know this, but sh- yeah, I guess you know, because uh, um, Triumph the Insult comic dog, but Shtup is Yiddish slang for fuck. Yes. <laughs> so there's that. And also, so Lily Von Stipp is also kind of a parody of Marlene Dietrich, who was a uh, German-born actress of the sort of the golden era of Westerns era. And she had a somewhat German accent, so, but she was considered a sex symbol in spite of her rather unattractive German accent. So Lily Von Stipp is kind of an, an exaggeration of her, this seductress with this outrageously thick weird German accent. You're making a German spectacle of yourself, baby. (laughs) So, and then the the most quotable line from that whole scene, they they turn off the lights. Yeah. And uh, you hear hear her say, is it true what they say about your people? You hear the the zipper? Yeah. Oh, it's true! It's true! So... Did um, you know there's a line that was originally in the movie that was cut out? Oh, everybody knows. It was was actually supposed to be him going no baby that's my arm you're supposed to say madam i believe you're sucking on my elbow okay yeah that's why i got cut because it was a little too racy <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah and also you know we talked a lot already about this movie having the racist jokes and stuff if there's one stereotype that you could have <laughs> yeah I mean, almost like ninety nine percent of stereotypes are bad and they're they're harmful <laughs> in the long run. But I I don't see many downsides though. <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, that too. <laughs> hey, Jeff's alive. Uh, that was Jeff, my yeah. two cents for the episode. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jeff. Email dot com. Bitter baby. Yeah, Jeff Jeff just comes <laughs> in to say the most horrible thing of the entire episode. Amazing, <laughs> yeah. drop the mic. Mm-hmm. It's a headset, so that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, Bart continues to turn the tables on everybody, uh, everybody's expectations. Um, they find out about find out about the plan via Mongo, uh, who's this hulking brute that works for Headley. Don't know. Have to do with where Chuchu go. <laughs> Let's talk about the ox that he rides, and he and he has yes and no written on its ass cheeks. I looked so, up what that meant, and I don't remember. Thanks, Wade. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Funny, but you. Funny, but if any of you guys know, please enlighten us. But I don't. Uh, so yeah, they send Mongo, uh, just unstoppable killing machine. Uh, he's got the manacles around his his neck. He's got the the big goofy miner's hat, and he comes to town. And uh, Bart warns him, or I'm sorry, uh, Waco Kid warns Bart that Mongo's coming. Uh, but not to shoot him because you only make him angry. <laughs> like that guy in the villager when he first sees Mongo, Mongo, Santa Maria, and <laughs> off, which was a joke that no one would get these days. But in the '60s, there was a jazz musician called Mango Santa Maria. So that, was, that was a, <laughs> that was a joke. I'm gonna laugh a little bit harder now. Yeah, mm. look up Mongo Santa Maria. He's quite smooth. Well, Mongo is also an offensive term, right, Alex? <laughs> kid's got a forehead like a drive-in movie theater. <laughs> yes, kid Mongo. <laughs> you know, what are you talking about, Scott? 
It's Spanish for retired. Yeah. Well, I'm mongoloid. I'm sure it's you know. It's the mongo. Really? Yeah. Retired. So. Uh, we talked about the joke with the candygram where <laughs> uh, Bart goes to face him and he, he's in the, the tavern and he's got like 20 dudes pinned behind a uh, piano against the wall. <laughs> Just nothing but brute strength. Piany. Yeah. Gives him the, the candygram, yeah, which explodes. Uh, a la Bug, Bugs Bunny style. Completely. Yeah, with the whole Looney Tunes theme yeah. playing. Yeah. Um, and so they... They go to the next scene, and there's Mongo chained up to the to the wall, passed out. Uh, they, they splash water on him, and he just breaks the chains like they're not even there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they they get from him the information they need about what Headley's actually up to, and then there's the yeah the the greatest line possibly in any movie ever. <laughs> uh, they they. Start by asking him what's going on, and he says, uh, "You know, they got the choo-choo going through." Uh, I think somebody else said it already. The don't know where choo-choo go. Yeah. And then, and then the camera pans in, and he looks at, at the camera. Yeah, but very and, thoughtfully. Uh, yeah, and Alex, you know, played awesomely by Alex Karras, uh, Webster's dad. Yeah. Uh, and says, "Mongo only pawn in game of life." <laughs> just so out of left field <laughs> such like an existential moment yeah. uh, you're breaking the fourth wall and the, the earnestness of that little you know that one line yeah. uh, it, oh Mongo I can't Mongo straight yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the big fella likes you oh yes. Mongo straight <laughs> Oh, wait, that's Webster's dad? Yeah. Yes. He was an ex-NFLer, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I knew he was an NFL guy. And Webster's mom is, uh, what's-his-face's <laughs> wife. Jesus. Damn it. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Warner's wife? Kurt Warner's wife, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sports reference. What? That's not true, is it? Look He's, it up, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Look, leave those uh, interested to figure it out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they they move on. Uh, Bart and the Waco kid go to see what what the big plan is, what the ultimate plan is. And they come across Headley, who, after giving an gr- uh, awesome speech to Taggart about how he's going to round up all the, the shit kickers, the troublemakers, <laughs> and the Methodists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong with Methodists? I don't know. It's fucking hilarious. And they're going to run a number five or whatever on them. Oh, that was we're, in the beginning. Yeah, run up, up a, a number, number six, six on them. <laughs> Ever living oh, yeah. thin within an inch of its life. Except the women oh, and children, of course. Yeah, you spare them? Oh, oh no. no. We raped the shit out of them in the number six dance later on. <laughs> so there's a dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Invite them to a dance. Number six dance. Well, yeah. I don't think they're going to invite them to the dance. So so there's there's two there's two rape jokes in this movie, and they're both, they're both very funny. I mean, it's, it's hard to say that a rape joke can ever be funny, but... Uh, there's there's two funny ones in this one, but then again, you know, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a dude, so uh, yeah. 
so getting getting to the the other joke uh uh, Headley has got this big line and he's interviewing all these thugs and they're, they're all telling me about the things that they did. Uh, the first guy goes through and he's like, yeah, murder, uh, cattle wrestling, and he's in. And the next guy comes up and he's chewing gum. <laughs> did you bring gum for everybody? <laughs> I didn't know there'd be so many. <laughs> yeah, that guy shoots him. Yeah, that was a great turn by that actor too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, Gets the the last guy before Bart and the uh, Waco kid are there, dressed as KKK members, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, where the white women at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they lure a couple KKK members away by by saying, "Where are the white women at?" Yeah. Uh, so the guy before them gets up there and he says, "Arson, rape, cattle rustling, rape." He says, "Oh, you said rape twice." I like rape. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, like Headley says, like charming or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, then finally they get up there and uh, they say, stampeding. So that doesn't seem that, that bad. Through the Vatican? Oh, kinky. Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> Just sign here. <laughs> and Park goes to sign him. Except, you know, he, this whole time he's got his hands in his sleeves and he's got the, yeah. the, you know, the darker hands. <laughs> one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, your hands are dirty." Yeah, from night. How many times do I have to tell you to wash up after nightly uh, cross burning? <laughs> and then the Jesse Owens line. Well, yeah. then he turns his hand over and yeah, says, "Yeah, because it's coming like, off." Yeah, he's like, "Here, let me clean your hands." Yeah. You see, it's coming off. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's cold. They, they run away, uh, manage to get away. Then they hatch the, the plan to stop Heavy and his goons. Uh, first thing they do is put up the, the toll road to buy time. Right. <laughs> so they put this toll booth in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. There's nothing around this toll booth for miles around. Right? They somebody's still stop got, at it. Yeah, somebody's yeah. got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they... Uh, come with this plan to make a fake rock ridge uh kind of all uh, uh was it high plains drifter um well yeah they, they, kind of paint the town red in high plains drifter yeah well i mean kind of that same thing though where they they prepare the whole town ahead of time yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um they come this, this this plan to, to make the whole town this fake town so they go through and wreck everything and don't know any better and the last minute they realize that they're going to see through it because there's no people down there so they make a bunch of fake people, and then they finally get to the speech where uh, they need everybody's help to get this done. So they make the deal about the <laughs> everybody getting land. Uh, we don't want the Irish. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, prairie shit. And, uh, so the town leaders, who are all, by the way, named Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Howard Johnson is right. And they, they revere Randolph Scott. Yeah, yeah, because they use... You do it for Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. Okay, you got two days, Sheriff. <laughs> uh, one, one of the uh, Johnsons is, of course, played by Higgins. Yeah. Uh, from MPI. Uh, John <laughs> Nietzsche Hillary. said, order comes from chaos. Blow it out your ass, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they set up whole town. Uh, they're getting ready for the next day. And the, the preacher gives a speech. <laughs> it's like, oh Lord, let, let us do this, or we all just jerking off. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, 
So next thing happens, uh, planets go quite according to plan. <laughs> they have to have uh, Gene Simmons shoot the Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. <laughs> Gene Wilder shows up. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> He's actually Gene Wilder's stunt double. Has <laughs> <laughs> to shoot these little sticks of dynamite from like 500 yards away with a pistol. Yeah, with a handgun. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he manages to do it, and then they uh, they take out a lot of these goons. And the shots of the the horses and the men getting tossed up in the air crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> Giant so, plastic horses yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. The one where the guy's getting dragged and he goes, that's the end of the suit. <laughs> that part always gets me. <laughs> that's cold. Yeah. It's getting worked up by the number six. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the beginning again? Yeah, yeah. that was the number six. God damn it. You need to watch right. this again, Brian. I can get that this, part. This, this is it the beginning or now when the, the old woman's getting punched? No, it's at the There's beginning, too. six also. Yeah, number yeah. six. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen such cruelty. <laughs> so they, the, the townsfolk and all their new allies, the, the Chinese, the Irish, and the... Yeah. Well, the not, the, not the Irish. <laughs> they all rush... Yeah, apparently not the Irish chapter. You all. never see the Irish. Yeah, they don't pull in their weight. Yeah, they, they all rush the town, and there's this big brawl. And at this point, it kind of turns into a huge uh, deconstruction of the whole genre. Yeah. Because uh, they've set up this fake town. It's kind of an indictment of just how fake the whole western genre is right but uh, you go through this big scene uh, lots of hilarious little byplays going on uh, louis von stupp um, takes care of the german contingent that's joined heavy lamar simply by giving them beer and <laughs> getting them drunk yeah <laughs> singing only, campfire songs yeah uh, i mean if only people remember that for world war ii <laughs> uh, the germans could have been stopped in one fell swoop yeah. but uh you have the the old minor coot who just breathes on a guy and he makes him pass out. <laughs> yeah, that's a big Western trope there with the yeah. guy. With the 5X whiskey. Yeah. yeah. The, the town drunk. Uh, you have Mongo punching a horse. There's, there's always something classic about horse punching or camel punching. Mm-hmm. It's this Arnold Schwarzenegger from Conan. Look yeah. it up in UrbanDictionary.com, kids. Cow punching. Cow and, punching and camel yeah. punching, camel punching. Yeah, it's probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> Llama punching. <laughs> so this whole this whole giant brawl goes on, and then it spills over into a Hollywood uh, backlot. <laughs> then after, after, does it pan out, and you see the backlot first, or does it just switch to the scene of it the... It pans out, and then it goes to Dom DeLuise musical, and then partway through the musical, the brawl bursts through the wall. Okay. So, yeah, the brawl's going <laughs> now, on. So for a while, me. you're like, fuck it. Yeah, watch me. But for a while, it pans <laughs> out, and then it just turns, spins over, and you're like, what the hell is it doing? It just, like, it just, like, loses interest in the movie and starts focusing on something completely different. And so for, like, three minutes, you're just in a completely different movie. And then it Take kind of turns. Hands. Turn out your hips. Stick out your tush. Yeah. Now <laughs> you're doing the French mistakes. Voila. Yeah. Voila. <laughs> no, do it like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like steam's getting wet. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, wouldn't be complete about the... The, the gay stereotypes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh. Everything else in this. That that's kind of the one. You, watching now, I'm like, 
but uh, it's still funny. There's the one part where they were very manly, like cowboy, and the little yeah, it's, it's a little more subtle. Yeah, guy. they like they they start <laughs> fighting in one end, one end of the tunnel when they come out, and they're all like, yeah. I forget what the guy's saying. It's, like, he's like, oh, I'm parked over by the commissary. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the guy starts beating on another one. You prude! You prude! Yeah. Hey, all right. <laughs> Just hugs him. Yeah. Or the, the whole brawl with them breaks out. Uh, Slim Pickens comes up. Says, "Not in the oh, face! Yes. Not in the face!" Boof! <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! I will work for Mel Brooks. <laughs> Not the face. Get him, girls! Yeah, get him, girls! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like yeah, this chorus line of 50 dudes and tuxedos. Yeah. <laughs> they come down with their canes and yeah, the, the brawl continues. And then there's a weird shot with James Caan and uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was in a lot of westerns too. Caan! Yeah. Another Caan. Uh, they're doing uh, like synchronized swimming in one of the little pools they had and said. <laughs> Is that James Caan? Yeah. In the pool? Yeah. Wow, I didn't recognize him. Yeah, me either. Young James Caan. Wow. Was that a cameo, or is he just did nobody know him at the time? Um, I think he, was I think he had to have been in Godfather by then, right? You're right. Yeah, he would have had to have been. You Look sure that's James? My boy, Mantino. Look what this is, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to look this up. I, I uh, might get caught out on this <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. <you're sure> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm saying that, you know, Marvel got back all its properties from Sony. <laughs> but it'll still be pretty bad. Didn't they? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> fight spills out of there and uh, finally pulls back and you see him in the Hollywood back lot. Uh, they go to the cafeteria. And that's one of my favorite lines. The, they have a bunch of people from various movies sitting around eating lunch <laughs> together. Yeah. The guy dressed as Hitler comes up. And <laughs> the guy next to him is like, hey, Carl, how much work should you do? Ah, they lose me after the bunker scene. Yeah. <laughs> Get your pies for the great pie, pie. right? <laughs> and the tour group, you just see them go in, and yeah. then they come back out all covered in pie. Yeah. So, oh man, yeah. fight goes on. Bart chases heavy Dan Lamar to the headlay to, to the premiere of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> so it gets he tries more better. He tries to use a student uh, ID. Yeah. <laughs> student? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> he throws down another dollar. Yeah. Yeah, he stops to buy raisinets on the way in. Yeah, raisinets. <laughs> Look, it's Eddie Lamar's footprints. That's Headley. <laughs> well, yeah, that, joke finally, that, that joke finally pays off. Yeah. Uh, so Bart tracks him down. By virtue of seeing him come in in the movie while he's yeah. in the movie theater, uh, they... They have one last like, little shootout. I love how he like spits out the raisin and goes like shit. Yeah. Chops <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah. They they have one little more gunfight where Bart offers to fight him man on man. Yeah. But, uh, he pulls out the little pistol. Yeah. Bart dives and yeah, powerful weak. <laughs> and then uh, shoots him and then he lands next to an open uh, or a yeah. freshly laid cement thing and he he puts his. <laughs> With his, his name with the dollar sign next to it. Yeah. With How the, did he with do the, such with fast... the DL and and underlined? Yeah. How did he do such fantastic stunts with such little feet? Yeah. It was it's like or, Buster Keaton or something. It was like it was Douglas Fairbanks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, 
the Waco kid comes up and he's like, oh, let's catch the rest of the movie. So they, so they sit down in the movie <laughs> to watch yeah. the rest of their movie. Um, and it ends with them uh, riding off into the sunset, but not before Bart gives this big speech about how he's going to you know, <laughs> right all the wrongs and bring justice and the townsfolk go yeah. as one. Bullshit! <laughs> hey, you got me! <laughs> and they ride off into the sunset for a, for a couple of feet. And that goes off into the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the movie ends. That has the great song uh, that we've talked about before. I can't remember the guy's name that wrote it, the, yeah. the Blazing Saddle song. Right. He thought it was a serious song for a serious yeah. Western, and he and he was kind of mortified that it yeah. you know turned out to be for this. He sang his heart out in that, in that <laughs> yeah. song. He rode on a blazing <laughs> saddle. Shot and star. So yeah. you had to you have to wonder if like at some point you thought you know I don't really get the whole blazing saddle thing. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> But I'll, I guess I'll go with it. He's, I guess he's like, there's only so many ways you can say this is a Western, I guess. Blazing Saddle, <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> Just sing it. Uh, that is the movie. Have, have um, you guys seen the, the documentary on him? Or not, it's not a documentary, it's like an interview on HBO with him. With who? Melbourne? Yeah, it's some guy and he's just sitting down talking and he's talking about clips from movies and... Um, he actually sings that song on the show. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, it was it was it was taped probably maybe a couple of years ago. Huh. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's on HBO right now. Oh, cool. That yeah. Do you remember what he had to say about it? Well, he was making fun of it too, like the Blazing Saddle thing. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but then he sang it again, and he started singing other songs. It goes way back into his like early early days too, and. He talks about how he was actually in World War II. He was like a cook or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Was his name George Costanza? <laughs> or Frank Costanza? <laughs> Frank Costanza. Yeah. That's very very interesting. It's funny. Yeah. That's what I say. That's when he's starting to look. He looks pretty old there. But he's, he, what is he, like 90 now? He's, he's pushing 90, him. yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, it's going to be sad day. <laughs> yeah. Shameless yeah, age. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna weep more than Tom Winks. Tom Minks. <laughs> Minks. Tom, Tom Minx. Tom Minks wept. <laughs> so stupid. Tom I just Minx. had the last of my whiskey. It's if anyone Minx, if, any, if anyone Mix. Yeah. Mix? It's Tom Mix. I still don't <laughs> That's no way to talk that. about the Irish. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I was going to say, if anyone knows what we're talking about right now, I give them high fives. It's the very end, the very last words of Tombstone. Tom Mix? Tom, Tom Mix fixed. wept at Wyatt Earp's funeral. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Tom, at one point, Tom Mix was like the biggest Western star in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Like Randolph Scott. Yes. Randolph Scott. <laughs> I guess, I guess Randolph Scott sounds even more white than Tom Mix, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so where does this rank? So you guys consider this a Western or no? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. So yeah. Where, where a, does what, this rank? It's a deconstruction Western. Where do you rank this as in your like top Western movies? Because I love Western movies. It's my number three behind like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly and like Unforgiven. Um... It, I mean, probably be my top ten. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is like one of my. Yeah, probably my. Go ahead. 
I just say, just as a straight Western, I wouldn't be that high. Yeah, I w- like if I was gonna like start listing my favorite westerns, I probably wouldn't even think of putting it in there. But this movie's probably in like my top five movies ever. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's you know, it, it, in a way, it's sad. Uh, I mean, I can't. They they kind of came close with the with airplane, I think. Um, well, that was spoofing a specific movie, but with all the other gags in it, uh, it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's been a shitload of hilarious movies between Blazing Saddles and Now, but I don't, no. I don't think anything that would top it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I'd say it's it's definitely one of the funniest, one of my favorite comedies of all time, if not the funniest. Yeah, argue, yeah, arguably the funniest comedy ever. Yeah, yeah, arguably, definitely. And I saw this when I was... Oh, I went back to college, and it was this is probably about 10 years ago, but I was still, like, 26, and this is probably, you know, like, 2005, 2006 or something. And I and we sh- they showed this in front, of, uh, in front of our class. And I was like, I wonder if, like, these 18-year-olds are going to think this movie is funny. And they were rolling in the aisles. Rolling in the aisles the entire... Like, nobody... No one had seen the movie, apparently. And they were... It, 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 it transcended generation. Even some of the dated references, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I didn't see it until I was at least in my twenties, I think. Yeah, my father was a big, well, is a big Mel Brooks fan, so I saw like a lot of the Mel Brooks movies really early. So we had this on VHS, so it was one of the ones, one of the VHS movies that my family had collected that I would watch all the time. I watch this all, all my youth. <laughs> So one thing we haven't mentioned is that Richard Pryor was one of the uh, writers of the movie. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he originally tapped to play? He was, yeah, that Mel Brooks wanted him to play um, Black Bart, Bart but the his studio execs were too afraid that he was, he was too edgy. They didn't want to risk their money on something, that, something as edgy as Richard Pryor, so they had to recast, and they cast Cleveland Little. And yes. I don't know your guys' opinions, but I think that the movie works better with Cleveland Little than it would have if Richard Pryor had been that character. What do you think? I agree with that. Me too. It's hard to, hard to know. Uh, R.I.P. Cleveland Little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too soon. I, yeah, I think, really I think he has a more, much more affable nature than the Richard Pryor. Uh, yeah, because... Less, less, less on edge. Like, in all of his Richard Pryor's movies, he's always kind of on edge. Yeah. I don't, I don't think... Parts really served by that, you know. He's always like super reserved. Yeah, he's uh, very smooth and yeah. very unflappable, and I think that that's that that works as his character so much more than I think Richard Pryor would be mugging a lot more and being a lot more animated and crazy, and that would really detract from the comedy. I think he works better as kind of an unflappable straight man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually looking at his IMDb IMDb page now. Doesn't I? He's in a couple of things that I've seen, but Cleveland Little. Yeah, but yeah, I've seen this, and I think uh, the uh, the the road movie. What's it called? Tulane Blacktop, or no, the other one, Vanishing Point. Vanishing Point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know his career never really took off. Yeah, really, he never never went anywhere. It's strange. Because he died. Well, in his fifties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after his career had already gone nowhere. It's like about twenty years after. Yeah. Because he died. <laughs> He is one pathetic loser. <laughs> if he's so great, how comes he's dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, the documentary he, they bring that up too, Wade. Oh yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like he, uh, Mel Brooks, in some other interview, said that yeah, all the parts you 
you'd think were written by Richard Pryor weren't, and all the ones you wouldn't think he did. Like, he wrote most of the Mongo stuff. That was, like, one of his biggest contributions. <laughs> so, so he was the Mongo-only pawn in game? He might have been, yeah, the guy that said <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, gold. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that's very subtle about this movie that we kind of... It, it always is escapes me until like the very last second because it's a very short scene and this is in western times so you you know in movies like this you always see people rolling their own cigars pouring the tobacco and everything and bart mm-hmm. rolls himself up like a little cigar you think nothing of it yeah, yeah. and then he's smoking it and you, you just see um gene well gene simmons he's wakes up from his nap he's just yeah. sniffing at the air <laughs> and you see bart exactly scott he was coughing his lungs out. yeah <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Well, and there was that. There was that later part where uh, the Waco kid is uh, whatever his name is. He's like, you know, sucking in the the, the, the smoke and, and holding it in, and then it's like, uh, hey, Bart. No. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I get no kick from cocaine at the very beginning. Yeah, that's from. Anything Goes, which is like a Gilbert and Sullivan musical, which I didn't know. I thought it was like a jazz number or something because they play it all jazzy. And then I was watching Anything Goes, the only Gilbert and Sullivan musical I've ever watched, and they launch into that song and my jaw hit the floor. (laughs) It's Blazing Saddles. It's like Bird sings that. This is what that's from? They stole that song. Yeah. Well, they were quoting it. You know, Gilbert and Sullivan stole that. They didn't invent uh, they, 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 they They were co opting. Yeah, white culture there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Camp Town Races. Yeah. <laughs> Camp Town Races, sing the song, do-da, do-da. do-da. <laughs> yeah, that little sing-off. Is, yeah, that's a good scene. Cold. <laughs> what in the wild, wild world of sports is going on? <laughs> oh, anyways, we should move on before we start recording the whole movie again. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's very tempting. So, uh, uh, Jeff or Brian, have anything else you want to? Mostly Jeff. Are I you... think Jeff needs that. Yeah. Are you high? No. You guys, have, you guys took all the good lines. <laughs> you didn't jump in. You gotta be quick. Yeah. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, what's the point of quoting if we can't use the real words? So therefore, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> who, says, who says you can't use the real words? You guys laid ground li- uh, ground rules at the very beginning. Society, ah, Jesus yeah. H. <laughs> it's a social contract. John Q. Public. Hey, <laughs> making you afraid of saying those words makes you more racist. Alex, you're you're Mexican. You have like permission to say to certain things. We're white. We don't have the same permissions you do. <laughs> it's not fair. The audience doesn't know that, you idiots. <laughs> oh, so did I out you, <laughs> Alejandro? Yes. <laughs> No, more importantly, they don't know you guys are white. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they knew that at the moment we opened our mouths. Oh. I'm not going to fall for the banana tailpipe. Fall for the banana tailpipe. What? Uh, I've been drinking that tequila. Tequila? It's a Mexican. <laughs> No, Scott, I have nothing else to add to this. Alright, it's time for... <laughs> it's time for Neom News! Yeah, 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 yeah,
Um, that one review I saw, Chappie. Um, that Neil, Chappie. <laughs> the Neil Blumkin movie. <laughs> Neil Blumkin movie. <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> um, it was all right. I think it was better than, way better than Elysium. Probably not as good as District 9. Not what I expected. I don't know. I expected kind of like a short circuit type movie, but it was pretty it good. Wasn't short circuit? No, oh, yeah. it's it yeah. takes parts of it. But, I need a um, hero. I just know that yeah. everybody has fucked up haircuts in future South Africa. Yeah, well, the, like the one thing I found out was like the there's, there's these punks or gangsters are a big part of the story, and they're terrible actors. And I found out, yeah, because they're not actors. They're actually yeah. a punk band. Yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 Antwerp. Yeah. They're awesome. So that, what's 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 Hugh Jackman's excuse for that sweet molly he's rocking? Oh, I don't know. It was so distracting, and it took me forever to figure out it was actually Hugh Jackman. I'm like, <laughs> that's why. Tool with the mullet. I don't want people to know it's me, so I'm gonna grow a mullet. <laughs> but I, I would like to see. A, yeah, I'd like to see a combination of his Wolverine hair in the front and then the mullet in the back. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. I recommend it. Like you know, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but I enjoyed it. Um, and that's it. I know I had some news, but I forgot it. And if you guys have anything, if I remember, I'll say it later. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex. Ooh, I got a little juicy tidbit. If you guys don't mind uh, spoilers, what <laughs> we do <laughs> spoilers for what? <laughs> I'm sure you guys won't mind, but I, I didn't even. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. This was still going yeah. on, but I guess the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic books are still out. They oh. still have monthlies. Really? Yeah, and oh. a, and a main character died in a in the last Splinter. issue. Splinter. Splinter. Yeah. Was was it? Uh, I have no idea. The the other reporter a- chick. April O'Neil. On the cartoon, what was her name? April. Emma. Emma Stone. I'm not, I'm not talking about her. <laughs> in the cartoon, they had the the little mousy April. girl with glasses. Shut up. <laughs> oh, her! I forget about. I forgot her name. The nerdy girl that was kind of like yeah. Velma. Yeah. I forgot. Wait, was it the rabbit guy? Uh, Dikembe Mutombo or whatever? <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> no, no, no. It was not Dikembe Mutombo. I, th- I think Usagi Jimbo. Yeah, it was not Usagi Jimbo. <laughs> Ooh, was it Bebop? Dikembe Mutombo. It wasn't he or Rocksteady. <laughs> was it Tokarazar? Craig? Crane? Crane? He's a villain. Craig was the leader of the... Nobody would have been shocked by his death. <laughs> Uncle Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Crane. <laughs> nope. You guys want to know? Yes. It was Donatello. What? He was not going to stay dead. Mentioned. That damn Itai. I agree with Wade. <laughs> Probably what not. What that's, when they killed, that's like when they killed Superman. Yeah, it's exactly. A stunt. <laughs> Next comic, he's just going to be in a bed with respirators on. It's like, oh, I hope you recover soon. <laughs> Donnie it would have been like an Android shock, that, he had, that he had bought or something he'd made because he's the computer guy, right? Shell-shocked. No, in the scene where he's, they show him dead, uh, the Mecha Turtle's right there, so it's not him. There is a Mecha Turtle? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know about Mecha Turtle? Yeah, yeah he was awesome. <laughs> where were you, Wade? The, yeah. only one, the only Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I've read were like the first three when they killed people. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I wish they still did that. Yeah, they were a hard edge back in the day. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, Donnie's dead for now. Uh, 
He's the worst one, though. I mean, really, what if you're going to sacrifice no, one. No, he's the most useful one. He's the one that comes up with the, that came up with the van the, and, the, the nerd. and all the guests. Yes, you can't, no. you can't function without that guy. You need, you need your leader. You need the bad yes, boy. I need the comic relief. Donatello is just the brains. He makes stuff. Who cares? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Why they wouldn't have a blimp. How are they going to make the turtle blimp on him? <laughs> they could just have True. it. They already have it now. He already made Wait, all the stuff. Can't <laughs> he <laughs> served his, his function. Exactly. <laughs> but he's the most powerful character in the NES classic <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because he, he had the range, right? Yeah. No, he, his staff also did the most damage. Oh, it did? No. Yeah. He, was, he was the best character. Yeah, he wore purple. He did wear purple. Yeah, and, yeah purple. So he was a Kansas guy. City faggot. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of comics, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up is those Star Wars comics on Marvel have been released for the past couple of months that I didn't know about and I just found out. And I got the first couple. They're pretty good. I haven't read a comic book in, since the death of Superman, <laughs> like Wade said. Yeah. So uh, it was pretty good. And the stories, I don't mean, it's a cheesy story, but it takes place like after uh, A New Hope and before Empire. So I don't know. If you're interested in comics and Star Wars, I would check it out. I, they're Apparently they're selling like hotcakes, like the number one selling comic book in like the last ten years or something like that. Nice. Star Wars is really hot right now. That they're <laughs> so hot right now. So, hot right so. Now. <laughs> making a sequel to that. Star Wars. Oh yeah, they're making a sequel to Zoolander. Uh, Come on, can't do that. Eh, I think can't they should. That. We'll see. <laughs> because their careers have slumped down to the point where Zoolander meets their descending criteria. <laughs> I thought Zoolander was hilarious. But why oh, yeah, ten years ago it was great. I don't think Owen Wilson has trouble finding work these days. Mm, yeah. Night at the museum. Did he try to kill yeah. himself? Yeah, like ten did. years ago. It's right after Zoolander won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hansel. <laughs> I love how the media like was trying to blame his uh roles in the Wes Anderson movies for his attempted suicides. <laughs> yeah. Well, one attempt well, at suicide. So, so oh, twee, so very twee, must end it all. <laughs> <laughs> so like Zoolander, it's pretty funny because remember back in the day, remember remember how they had the tiny little phone? Yeah, <laughs> the tiny so little flip phone. Well, yeah. it's funny because that's what they thought how everything was going, and now we have huge gigantic gigantic phones. phones. Yeah, we're going back in the opposite direction. Freaking yeah. cookie. Yeah. So I, I, that. They should make a big. You know, I hope there's a joke in there about like a huge phone that they have now. <laughs> Would that be worth your eight bucks in the movie theater? It would be, because <laughs> they don't put that in there, I'm going to be pissed. Just like making a Jason movie where he folds a guy in half. That's got to happen. Like a burrito. Yeah, because if it doesn't happen, then I'd be pissed. Exactly. So, he hasn't okay, folded anyone you. in half yet? No, he does. Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah. yeah he, in uh, Jason vs. Freddy, he does it in like the first ten minutes, and I was very happy. <laughs> I was like, well, that's my ten bucks, I'm happy. <laughs> the rest of this movie is icing on the cake. Nothing's gonna stop this old dog. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Jason well, in space, we... everybody, check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We've, Jason we've uh, gone off the tracks here quite a bit. Yeah, Brian, Stay on target. News. I have none actually. Wait, news. I don't know if this is old or new or what. I don't really pay attention to trailers these days much, but I just watched the trailer for Pixels. You see oh, yeah. this? I saw that. It's fucking yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, some dissension. It's all over the map, yeah. <laughs> well, it was good until they showed that it was Adam Sandler in it, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, the, that's... the graphics and the premise looked funny and good. I'll take, take it a step further and say it looked good until they showed uh, I know, Paul Kevin Bart. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not Peter Dinklage, though. Ball He's cop. awesome. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, was good. So, yeah, what looked bad about it? The cast or the premise? It just, like, no, I, I, I loved, like, the whole premise. Okay, the video games are there, and most of that shit looked cool. Yeah. But just them, like, climbing up the tower, and then he's like, oh, what are, what are barrels going to do? And then the barrel explodes. Like, yeah. that's just not funny. Yeah. And that's like, and those are the, that's the big laugh they threw in the trailer. Like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't the, yeah. well for the, for the whole movie. The problem is that the high concept is, like, perfect. Like, that sells the movie instantly. So they don't actually need to put any jokes in there. So they're just going to have a couple of unfunny comedians say just the tamest, lamest, most boring, took them five seconds to think up the joke content mm-hmm. into the 90 minutes to fill it out. They've got the skeleton. Yeah, okay, they're going to come. They're, the audience are going to come in here to see giant pac Manian in cars. We've got that already. We built that. Right. Now we just need them to say stupid things. Uh, okay, uh, what are Barrow's going to do? Oh, that was really painful. Bah, that's a joke. Yeah. That's be the- that is the joke. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be every, every scene is going to be. Yeah, that that was the joke. The line yeah. I just said that yeah. was that was supposed to be funny. And yeah, the, through the entire trailer, these are all the big punch lines apparently that they picked out that they were so proud of to show you, and they were all just they're all just bombs falling flat. I did I did smile with Peter Dinklage going <coughs> doing his woo. He's riding around dink. in a little car with him. Yeah. Speaking of the dink, dink we're getting close to... I know. Can't wait. Is it the first week of April? What day does it start? Yeah. I think it's April 4th or something. Yeah, probably the first Sunday in April, April 5th. So yeah, either April 5th Is that Easter Sunday? I wouldn't know. I don't know. Yes. You don't even know. That is Easter <laughs> Sunday. That's where I can wear normal shirts again. Cheebus H. Is that what you gave up What did you give up for Lent? What's normal shirts? I gave up is my that... graphic tee collection for oh. Lent. I'm, I'm no more Mario changing costume shirts. Polo Sa- shirt every day. Saddest Wookiee. Oh, Cheebus. Saddest Wookiee. You haven't, you haven't been able to walk to wear your Saddest Wookiee shirt. I know. Now the, the Saddest shirt because it's has Wookiee. <laughs> Yeah, I should have Alex on the shirt during Lent. <laughs> the saddest Mexican. Saddest homage. <laughs> so wait, who comes up with these? You or Leah? Uh, well, mostly Leah because she likes to see me suffer, of course. My, my wife. Let's see, I know what you can give up. This thing that you love and you can't live without. Oh, great. Thank you. It's actually pretty good. I like it. I remember back when we were working together, and you would come up with some sadistic things for yourself. You would get into it. That's true, but after a while, I was like, you know what? I shouldn't be doing this. This is dumb. And in rolls my wife. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, is she wait. Catholic at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> with those, he would last like a day, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you give him swearing one year or something? I think I fucking did. <laughs> he doesn't even give up meat on red meat on Friday. <laughs> That's because I forget. That's because I'm I'm stupid. Yeah, not because I'm not dedicated. You actually want like try to do that though when you think about it. Yeah. Like like you'll catch yourself like oop can't eat that I got to eat the fish fillet. Uh, yeah. No, no, I got to tell yeah. the story. We're, we were it was like in high school. 
Nora out of this hamburger joint, and he orders a pastrami sandwich. And I know the whole time, like, oh, he can't eat this. So I'm just going to let him order it. <laughs> he goes, right before he takes a bite, I go, Alex, you can't eat that. He goes, what? Meh. And just takes a bite out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same the thing one time. When we went out to lunch one time when we were, we were working together at an orange. And he took a bite out of a hamburger. I'm like, Alex, what are you doing? Eh. <laughs> His soul is the whole thing. Than a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. They're more like guidelines. <laughs> more guidelines than rules. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a pastrami burger from Apollo's. There's no way I'm not going to eat that after I buy it. Be a sin not to eat. Yeah, I know it would. Yeah. You can get up to the gates, and he's like, "Yeah, I would eat it too." St. Peter. St. Peter. I'm going to show up and he's going to be eating one. I think he's going to say, oh, sorry, it was one hamburger too many. We we're going to give you like 35 <laughs> in your life and you were like at 36. <laughs> oh, come on. Almost made it's, it. It's, it's like the veganity violation, Alex. <laughs> yeah, you get no yeah, vegan yeah, powers. Yeah. <laughs> no no butter, bitch. All right, Scott. Scott nice bitch. So I heard they're talking about remaking uh, or doing a reboot of Naked Gun. Uh, but uh, they, they're going to plug in Ed Helms, and the the scuttlebutt is that it's not going to be a spoof movie. Scuzzlebutt? Which which means that it's just going to be... <laughs> just a rated R cop drama? Cop yeah, it's going to be like some bumbling detective. Like, yeah. like Months ago. Did we? One of us did. No, Let me talk so. about Ed Helms and Vacation. No, it was this. Okay. But yeah, well, anyways, I heard about it again recently. And... Boo. But you need... If you're going to... If you're... If the studio's dead set in doing it, you need to get a serious actor. Who better at this point in their career than Liam Neeson? That's true. He'd yeah. be an awesome franchise. He does comedy, too. He goes, he's, Especially he's after the, uh, the life is Life's short. Too short, yeah. yeah. Short. I have AIDS. <laughs> As I said, I have AIDS. Riddled with AIDS. <laughs> Riddled with me. <laughs> or, t- or don't send those lists because I'm good at making lists. <laughs> <laughs> True. Decent. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta roll with the. That was the whole point of those movies was you had Leslie Nielsen just yeah complaining Ooh, same, same initials, straight. Too. Yeah, same initials. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they even sound their names even sound kind of alike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. Know. I don't think Leslie Nielsen died. I think he just turned into Liam Neeson. Mm. <laughs> just changed whole life, like protective services and stuff. And he got a huge dog. Yeah, out of the deal. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> well, did you see those monster condoms he was using in that movie? <laughs> Naked Gun. <laughs> The full body protecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> now, what happened to the Sucker Brothers? One of them went total right wing crazy. Yeah, I, I heard Facebook. that. He started Facebook. <laughs> Jesus. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Gee, Sucker age. Brothers, not Zuckerberg, also. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is he hanging out with Randy Quaid? Yeah, oh, God, he went crazy, oh, too. I mean, Mel Brooks is, like I said, he's like almost 90 or whatever he is. So he's, you know, 
doesn't have quite the energy. But I don't know what happened to these guys. I mean, they, they stopped, stopped being it was funny a long time ago. Like they, yeah. I think they're producing like a lot of the scary movie. Yeah, they still do that. Yeah. What I mean, happened I, to the Farrelly brothers? They stopped being funny stupid. ages ago. Dumb and Dumber Two. Yeah, I heard that was terrible. Did they yeah. do that one? Yeah. 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 That was supposed to be their big triumphant return to grace, and nope. I think mm. almost all their stuff's funny. Yeah, even like their latest stuff? Like Hall well, Pass? What are, what's their latest ones? Hall Pass. I don't know. See Stuck on Me or Stuck on You or whatever? Stuck on You. Yeah, that one's, that one's funny. Yeah? I liked it. I don't Three, know Stoo- Three Stooges didn't do too well. Yeah. yeah. Hall Pass had some funny moments. Yeah, Hall yeah. Pass is pretty funny. But it wasn't like a return to form, but yeah, it was. Yeah. it did have its moments. I mean, they were one of the biggest names in comedy at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Kingpin was, I think, their, like, last kind of big. Uh, I love, love Kingpin. Yeah. That's so good. Let's do that. Do that as a topic one these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's that's my news. I I hope that they, they take my advice. If you're listening, Hollywood, I've given you another, <laughs> given you another idea. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you be? Yeah. Liam you get Neeson. executive producer credit also if you use your <laughs> yeah. idea, right? Actually, I, I got the Liam Neeson from a, from a website I like to go to that talks about movies. Oh, yeah. oh boo. Yeah. Was it Hunshot first? No, it was chud, chud.com. <laughs> I know Wade goes there sometimes. Or used to. I used to, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, that's my news. <laughs> All right. And the, I remember one other thing was that I guess this new Ghostbuster movie with the girls is not the only new Ghostbuster stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Apparently, they're launching their whole new universe, and there's going to be more oh, movies. The next, next Ghostbusters? I have no idea. But apparently, they're doing the girl one, and then they're doing yeah. a cartoon again, I think, and then another uh, dude version and a video. Like, supposedly, they're just opening up a whole universe and doing a bunch of stuff. Now, so. are you getting your information from Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> I got <laughs> mine from a different pot from, I think, the Ralph Garman show. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> so I don't know how. <laughs> because Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> just... Aykroyd. Good, good job. He's gonna be... Now he's going to die. <laughs> you were saying, Wade? I was saying that uh, Dan Aykroyd has been trying to get Ghostbusters resurrected, as it were, for 20 years. Yeah. And has also pretty much gone crazy. Another person in Hollywood who's gone crazy. And... Uh, so if he's been, yeah, he's been saying we're doing it next year. It's it's about to be made. We're gonna start shooting. And no, that was ten years ago, and nothing yeah. happened. I mean, so if you if you go back and watch Ghostbusters one and two, like look, look at Bill Murray's performance in those two movies. Like <laughs> I I feel like the he, he was way more into doing the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and obviously it's not gonna be the same without Hal Ramis. So yeah, yeah, they can't do it with the original cast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, none of these are with the original cast, but yeah. so, but uh, what the what the uh, <laughs> Reitman, uh, uh, Ivan Reitman is behind it though. At least this universe thing. Mm-hmm. So, oh, is Ron Jeremy going to be back? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> In the background, that would be awesome <laughs> if they did that. <laughs> is it the real Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters? Let's. We're not having this conversation again. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> All right, we're done with this episode. What are we talking about next week, Alex? I'm afraid I'm going to be pulling another wild card here, boys. No, this we, should be good. We're going to be talking about the epic drug drama traffic. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. 
good movie, but I've only seen it once. All right. Um, so I'll be even more talkative or less talkative in that one than I was in this one. <laughs> not not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Here, let me check it just to make sure that you're telling the truth. He did. Hey, Wade. You, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Scott said he was 116th Cherokee. <laughs> Again. We're, we were making fun of your Cherokee heritage, Wade. My Cherokee heritage? Yes. <laughs> I'm Lakota, bitch. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, there it is. Wait, sorry. Was it? Lakota temper kind of rises up in me sometimes. Sorry. <laughs>